get the language right tonight. Are you ready? Yeah, ready. All right. Hey, Shalom, y'all. How you doing? Shalom, happy Sabbath. Hey, Jet. Um, I did a class called, uh, you had the walk with the giants or call with the snakes. Y'all familiar with that class? Yes, sir. I with the snakes first. Let's do it that first. Um, so now we're going to deal with the righteous side, walk with the giants. Now that class is a bit more, this is a multi, this is a multi-part Class, so this would be part one of Walk with the Giants. Walk with the Snakes is part one. Walk with the Giants would be part one. We're gonna go into the uh, history of our forefathers, uh, the physical and spiritual um, power our forefathers had back in the past. We're gonna go into that in depth, in detail. We're gonna start from the beginning and go all the way into like after 70 AD. Um, so it's not going to be one night, it's going to be like a multiple nights going through this, alright? So let's begin, Bible still early, it's going to be long, a lot of reading, okay? So Job 11 and verse 6, we'll start there first. Who's reading for me? You got Jess? I want Job 11 verse 6. Those of you who take horrible notes, I feel sorry for you, <laughs> man, make sure you learn how to take notes tonight. Write the books down, write the authors down, because I'm not going over this again. So write the books down, write the authors down, write the scriptures down, write down why you're writing the books down, for what reason why. Don't just write down a scripture and don't write nothing reason behind what you wrote it down for. That makes no type of sense. All right? Job 11, verse 6. The book of Job, chapter 11, verse 6. And that he would show thee the secrets of wisdom, that they are double to that which is. So the scriptures are of twofold meaning, even threefold meaning in certain instances. You read about Babylon, you'll think also referring to ancient Babylon. But there are instances where it's not. There are instances where it's referring to both Babylon of old and Babylon of present, to be American. You understand? So the scriptures are twofold. Is there more on that? Yes. Verse 6. Know therefore that God exacted of thee less than thy iniquity deserved. That's just verse 6? Yes. All right, so the problem we'll deal with is twofold. All right, so now let's get Zechariah 4 and 6. You have a title? Yes, the title is called Walk with the Giants, part one. Walk with the Giants, part one. Because the whole title is called Walk with the Giants, you either Walk with the Giants or Crawl with the Snakes. So I will call the snakes first. This is going into the concept of walk with the giants. We're going to take a walk with our forefathers into their history and the feats that they performed, the things that they did that you, that you would see in movies. You see on television with strings and graphics and CGI. No, we didn't need that back then. 
we had we was doing those things. All right? A lot of those things. Zechariah 4 and 6. The book of Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So the Most High is saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. This truth is a, this truth is a battlefield. This truth is a constant battlefield. All right? And oftentimes, we tend to focus on... Well, I don't want to go into that, but... Well, I'll touch it. We have to be spiritually in battle mode. Be, be aware. Be cognizant. Be vigilant. Be watchful and mindful of the heathens outside and the heathen-minded inside. But in the instance of this particular verse here, is going into the fact that this battle that we're in right now and this captivity is a spiritual situation, spiritual. Now, we cannot fight this man because he's heathen physically. We will lose. But we can fight against them spiritually. And spiritual is a lot more powerful than physical. Way more. Read again. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, save the Lord of so, hosts. As we go out in the streets and teach our people what they are according to the Bible, that is a spiritual war. Of course, spiritual turns into physical. We go out there and teach and do with them and interact with them physically, but it's still spiritual. Because the words coming out of your mouth is the word of God, the spirit of God. Only thing keeping you alive out there in the streets, you don't know people who are rebellious, is the spirit of God. Not the gun in your host or host or whatever, none of that. Not the knife in your pocket, the spirit of God. All right, so get Hebrews 4 and 2, no, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. Paul repeats the exact same thing. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. The book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Read again. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Although we walk in the flesh, we do not fight after the flesh. It's not a physical battle. We walk in the flesh, but we don't battle in the flesh. Go ahead. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, meaning physical, after the flesh. Go ahead. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. But mighty through God, not through you, through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are the strongholds? Drugs. The educational system, politics, sports, philosophies, Christian religion. All right. Um. So, um. What else? Uh. The the world itself, different concepts of the world, philosophies and religions, education, governmental, all those things we battle. Those are strongholds of our people. Drug dealers, drugs, um, prostitution, alcoholism. These are all different um strongholds over our people. If even even music, it's music as well. All these different things are all are all a stronghold in the minds of our people that we battle with each day through the spirit of God. Go ahead. Verse five: Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Casting down what? Casting down imaginations, meaning vain hopes, vain dreams, philosophies, different doctrines. That's the best imaginations. I mean thoughts of men. Doctrines of men come from where? Imaginations. Go ahead. 
and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Every high thing goes into the powers that be, the government and so forth. We fight against those things spiritually. A lot of the policies being passed, the laws being passed that go against God, the abortion, the same sex. I mean, the Bible goes against those things. You go against that, you, 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 are, you, you are trying to pull down that stronghold in our people's minds. That's the stronghold. Go ahead. And bring it into captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. You pull those strongholds down, you bring our people into the obedience of God. You bring them to repentance. Read on. Verse 6. And have it in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So when, when your obedience is, is fulfilled, you're able to go out there and teach your people how to be obedient as well. Alright? Get Hebrews 4. Hebrews, Ephesians 6 verse 10. Ephesians 6 and 10. The book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's the most you said you said every week. You said that. Every Sabbath. You know what? Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The whole armor of God is his Bible. Put on the whole armor of God. That's a spiritual armor. The Lord's saying, put on. Not physical, it's the spirit. But on the whole armor of God is referring to the word of God, the scriptures, the spirit of God. Go ahead. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. That's the high, we on. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. And those high places establish what? Those strongholds that we're going to do what? Pull down. They're behind that. The council, world council of churches, we're behind all those things. All these, all the most powerful, most major religions, the nations, the, the heathens are behind it. Whether it be Islam, Christianity, Catholicism, the heathens are behind those are all strongholds. The heathens are behind those things. Philosophies, politics, sports, hip hop, the music, the heathens are behind those things. Those things are strongholds in the minds of our people. Go ahead. Read on. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. That means you're able to get delivered from the evil day is referring to when the Christ returns. That's the evil day. Read it again. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Take unto you the whole armor of God. It means to be fully covered from head to toe. Anything, anything uncovered, you're going to get hit. You're going to get shot. Satan's going to have you. You get bit. Or hit with the arrow, whatever the case may be. Go ahead. In terms of Satan, go ahead. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. The destruction's coming. Go ahead. And having done all to stand. Having done all you can to remain standing when that day comes. Go ahead. Verse 14. Stand therefore. So therefore, he's saying, stand therefore. Go ahead. And that you go ahead. Having your loins girt about with truth. Having your loins girt about with truth. The truth is your girdle. Go ahead. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Covering your chest. Go ahead. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. The gospel going into your into your um the boots and so forth. Go ahead. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. That's earlier. You'll get hit while Satan has those darts. He shoot them up in the air. See who gets hit. Make sure you're fully covered. Those dots come with propaganda. Those dots will be videos. Those dots will be doctrines. 
Those dots are all kinds of things. Distraction, sin, women, drugs, alcohol, money, money. These are darts of Satan. And if you're not fully covered in the scriptures, you will get hit. You will get wounded. Read again. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Go ahead. And take the helmet of salvation. Take the, your head got to be covered too. Take the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. Go ahead. And the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is this Bible. Go ahead. Which is the word of God. Which is the word of God. That's your weapon. The word of God is our weapon. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That is your weapon. For now. For now. <coughs> the kingdom, different story. Hebrews 4 and 12. Hebrews 4 and 12. The book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the divide of soul and spirit. That's why you go out in the streets. What do our people do oftentimes? When they walk by, they cover their ears. When they be getting cut, they'll turn their music up louder, or they'll blast their car music up, or they'll blast the speaker they're walking around with for some reason. Or they'll, or they'll try to roll their window up. Because that word of God, when it comes out, it cuts, and it cuts deep. It does damage. Our people despise this Bible with a deep-rooted passion. The Bible talked about Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets and about their lives and how they, and how they lived their lives. Um, regular, they went to the store, they went and bought some milk or something. People read it. But when the people hate the Bible because of laws. Those laws make the Bible distasteful. Thou should not kill, thou should not steal, thou should not lie, bear forth witness. People, they hate that. They, people despise that. They despise the law within the book. Everything else they're good with. Oh, Abraham Black, no problem. Oh, um, Adam was the first black man, no doubt. Jeremiah, okay, King Solomon was a black man, king, rich, ruled, ruled. Wow. As soon as that law come out, ah, uh, that's man's interpretation. Uh, that's, 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 man wrote that. It's a white man. It's a white man's book now. Soon the laws come out, now it's a white man's book. Now, now it's your interpretation. Or what Bible version is that? There's always some kind of nonsensical excuse when them laws start coming out. You go into how the man gotta be provided for the house, this is going, mm-hmm, amen, brother. And you go, you know you gotta wear a dress now, right? Oh no, no, no. Jesus, Jesus is my husband now. Jesus. <laughs> now all of a sudden they change gears now. And them laws start coming out. I'm a, one time I was um, teaching in the Bronx, I told this guy, I went to the, the, the camp sign, I went to the map, I think he was Ephraim. I said, see, brother, Exodus 1340, see, he came, he came through Osiris, blah, 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 got the ship, came over here, blah, blah, in Syria, we came from there, a year and a half trip, and so and so, and look, look at this here, see, Columbus knew this is America, see, Jewish Encyclopedia, I went to all of that, spent about an hour doing with that stuff. Brother said, ask him what his nationality is according to the Bible. I thought I was finished. I said, so I'm all confident. I said, brother, after all the things I've told you so far, what's your nationality? He said, I'm me. I said, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wait till the hour of my time. Oh, man. I'm me. 
I was like, wow. So I learned from that day, laws first. I'll go into history, but laws first. If you can understand that, then we can go into everything else. But y'all got to make sure I go with them laws first. Deal with those laws first. I'm telling you. So now, um, where we at? He was born to read again. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. So the word of God is a de- it does damage. People curse you out. They don't even know you. They'll curse you under the table. Curse you out. Throw things at you. Throw bottles at you. Throw food at you. I don't have all kind of stuff. Food, bottles. We got throwing people. We got things thrown at us from all, all different types of areas, different cities. All kind of people call the cops on us, all that. Because the word of God does damage. One time we was in the Bronx camp, they put a, 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 voodoo, a, a voodoo doll on the curb. The child cast spells on us. They got a, 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 a melon cut in half on the curb. We was teaching us, it's dead witchcraft. They tried to the sorcery. He took that damn um, black, it was a black dog. We took a lot of that dog, man. He stepped on it. Yeah. <laughs> What's this supposed to do to us? He was laughing at him. But they put voodoo dolls next to us and melons cut open. Some kind of sorcery they were trying to perform against us. It didn't work. It was garbage. But our people, that's them, the thing in the window. They were, they hear this all the time. They hear this nonsense. They're mad. Because the word of God does damage, cuts them. They don't hear that. The drug dealers, especially the drug dealers, they, they despise us. They despise us. <coughs> Why they didn't roll up on us yet? Because the Lord. Because normally, they'll drive by, spray, spray you up and go about their business. Go buy some chicken afterwards. The Lord's like, nah, not yet. Not yet, no. No, no, no. Word of God come out, we got angels watching us. We got our own gang. They just don't see them. They're watching after us. There's millions of them. Way more, millions of them. Read on. And of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Because oftentimes you'll find yourself teaching, oftentimes, those of you who teach, you'll find yourself knowing what they're going to say before they say it. Because most of the time, people who teach, you hear the same thing over and over again. You can tell when somebody's offended, you can tell when somebody gets it. You can tell when somebody doesn't get it, when they bugged out their mind, that's the worst one. They look normal. Once a month, I'm saying story. I'm teaching one time. You know what I'm talking about. I ain't trying to say it, but it's all right. Anyway, you know, teaching a sister, right? So I got frustrated. I said, she's bugged out her mind. She started doing all this, looking around. I said, oh, she's gone. So I was like, nah, nah, there's no, nah, 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 brother. You teach her. I said, get up there, man. Go up there. <laughs> so she's teaching her, yes, yeah, this so and so. And she said, What she said to you? She said, I bet. What she said? She, she said she could uh, levitate. She could levitate and move the signs right, right, with right. her mind. Right. So I even said, Okay. All right, sis, so can you do a favor? Can you go over there and do that? She said, Sure. She moved to the back. She was like, <laughs> She tried to the She tried to do it. Bugged out her mind, man. Bugged out of her mind. So sometimes you teach, you can tell when the person is not all there. You can tell. Thought she had telepathy, man. She thought she had power. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, read it again. Read it again from the top. For the word of the, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. 
piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It says piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Two-edged sword. Oftentimes you'll find yourself teaching, and even those who are watching right now who hate our guts, when the Lord, when the world comes out, they be mad. And you know because they'll post certain things and people who are with us will send it to us and go, look, they mad. They mad at what you said. I did a class I did called Reinvention of Reprobate. That pissed people off. Reinvention of Reprobate, that pissed people off. Now they're saying that that's us now. Okay. Yeah, you, it's damage. Damage was done. I didn't call, talk about their mama. I didn't curse, use any foul, any profanity. Just stayed in here. And the damage is done. The laws of God are going to give you haters. If you are not hated, you're not teaching right. If you don't have any haters, you're not in the truth. I'm going to tell you straight up. If everyone loves you, you're not in the truth. If people adore you and, and, and love you and care about and care about you in terms of like uh, in terms of all across the board, no enemies, none, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. When the Messiah went around, I left this out, one of my classes. When the Messiah, oh, in the resurrection class. When the Messiah was on that cross, y'all realize when Christ healed people, certain people he healed, brought their hands and legs back. Some of the same niggas I was saying, crucify him. The same ones. Imagine you brought someone's hand back. Yeah, the same one saying, kill him with the same hand you brought back. I can't give him back that hand. Kill him, crucify him. That'll piss you off. I'm mad just thinking about it. But you had Jake's that wanted him dead even after he healed him. Even afterwards. So the word, because the word of God does damage. The laws of God hurt a lot of people's minds. They don't like when the word of God comes out. That's why the, the white man's a devil the whole time. White man's a devil. White man's a devil. All right, brother. It's time to do some laws now. Nah, nah, nah. Let's get some more white man's a devil stuff. No, no, no. Laws now. It's law time. People don't like them laws. Them laws... People don't like that. Or, or, um, someone said on Facebook, someone said, she said, the new doctrine is, keep the law, don't teach it. Wow. <laughs> That's the new doctrine. Keep the law, brother, just don't teach it, though. What scripture is that? I'm telling you. The Bible's dangerous. The word of God is dangerous. 2 Timothy 2 and 2. Second Timothy two verse two. Book of Second Timothy chapter two verse two. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Again. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. What I told you, you teach others. Go ahead. Talk about Timothy. Go ahead. Who shall be able to teach others also? Read on. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. Therefore, read it again. Thou therefore endure hardness. Stop. This truth is not for emotional brothers. Let me say it again. This truth is not for emotional brothers. If you cannot deal with correction, if you cannot deal with Matthew 18, you need to go back into the back with Satan. You need to leave. The Bible says endure hardness. Endure hardness. Hardness goes into correction. 
hardness goes into the world itself, the afflictions, the trials, the hatred you're going to get. Many of y'all get mad and bug out when people leave. People are leaving. They're supposed to. If they did it, this Bible is a lie. People left Paul. Was Paul wicked? Demons left Paul. Titus left Paul. Crescens left Paul. Many, Paul had many defectors. Alexander, Paul had many de defectors. So to think in your mind that people aren't supposed to leave, if no one leaves your congregation, you ain't teaching right. That means there's sin going on, there's evil going on amongst you, and everyone in your congregation is comfortable. That's the most, that's usually the reason why other camps will laugh and mock when people leave and whatever with our congregation, because in their camp, there is no law being taught. You can have many holes you want, you can still go to the club, you can still get drunk, you can still get high among some of them, you can still watch porn, you can watch, you don't gotta wear no fringes, you, gotta, you can buy and sell on the Sabbath, so what you leaving for? Why leave? I'm good here. I'm a nigga here, I'm a nigga in the world. What I'm leaving for? I'm good. I've seen Israelites wear their garments to clubs, I've seen it. It's on video. In the club. <laughs> check, check in the on bands and all, look at the girl. On bands, I'm like, yo, this is madness. No one's gonna leave that. No one's gonna leave that school. Who gonna leave? Yeah. Right, and not just that, right? When when you are going, you are looking to Paul and the apostles. All of them caught hell, man. Yep. Every last one of the apostles and them, they caught hell. People turned on them. People did them much evil. And when you read the scripture, you hear Paul's mentioning these things. Paul was still going back and forth with Israel because Israel, there was a point of time where there was a bunch of heresies rising up in the churches that Paul had to address. All right? Some of the, one of the heresies was that Christ's resurrection took place already. Another heresy was that... Um, that's a, but as much heresies that rose up in the time of Paul, and Paul had to deal with all of that. Then you had a bunch of people that was running around saying that Paul is wicked and Paul is evil. Yeah. You understand why? Because they say Paul never repented for what he did in the past. So you had people running around and saying Paul was evil. That's why Paul said, turn around and said, if the truth abound more through my lie, then you, you all know that scripture? Yo, so, so that, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, a lot of times, people are going to do evil, people are going to come at you, and they're going to accuse you of evil. But what you got to do, you got to examine yourself and say, wait, when you know what they're talking is, is, is true, do you got to defend everything? Nah, just lead them to run their mouth. You understand? Mm -hmm. If you understand, you understand. If there's no traitors among you, the Bible's a lie. You know, and you, oftentimes you sit there and you get mad, you get upset about it, but you realize, no, it's, it's biblical. It's prophecy. It has to happen. These things have to happen. I have to be betrayed. I have to be hated. Yeah, because Christ was betrayed. He was hated. He said, you would drink of my cup. So you sit there, you get mad, you get in your feelings, but you're like, well, Christ did say it. Drink of his cup. When you break bread, what do you think that's for? What do you think that's about? Breaking bread. Breaking bread is the sign that you're ready to do what? Drink from his cup. That's why he said it. This is my blood, this is my, this is my flesh, this is my blood, drink, eat in remembrance of me. But no, you're going to go through the same thing I'm going to go through. I tell they, they don't want to go through that though. No, they don't. They want, you all want everything to be nice and dandy in the congregation. 
You know, let the feast days come, let us party, get our groove mm-hmm. on, let, let everything be all nice and, and grandy and everything is everything be okay. That's not what this truth is about. The most is gonna turn it up on us a little and then he's gonna turn it down. Mm-hmm. You understand? You'll see all the confusion that just took place. Guess what? That's not the end of it. Somebody else gonna rise up back, whether it's next year, whether it's a couple months down the line, whether it's next two, three years. Somebody else is going to rise up and more confusion going to come again. Mm-hmm. And it's going to keep happening and keep happening. And the reason why God is allowing these things to happen is to try each and every last one of us. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because how are we going to get the kingdom if we've never been tried? You understand? Because the most I said good and evil. Good and evil. You know what I mean? But the, the thing is, is that he wants us to make the choice. You know, we gonna, mm-hmm. which, we, which one of us is going to choose what's right? And which one of us gonna choose what's wrong? Mm-hmm. You understand? And as you see, a lot of some brothers and sisters they choose what's, they choose evil. Mm-hmm. You understand? They choose heretics. You understand? So we all gonna be tests. Okay. Yep. Do you see again? Now, therefore, endure hardness. So endure hardness. You must endure hardness. Go ahead. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. As a good soldier. What's a soldier involved in? War. War, a military, because the nation of Israel, most side calls Israel his army. So, if you hear someone say something about, oh, our congregation is less militant, that's not the truth. It's not the truth at all. This is a battle, this is a warfare. We have enemies all around us and within us. Understand that. Read on. Verse 4. No man that won't entangle himself with the affairs of this life. Cannot be entangled with the affairs of this life. The affairs of this life is money, fame, wicked family members, French stuff. Can't be involved in that. That's the affairs of this life. Emotions, being all emotional, I'm sad. That's the affairs of this life. Go ahead. That he may please him. Who have chosen him to be a soldier. So you cannot choose the affairs of this life. Notice that the Most High will choose you to be what? A soldier. To be a soldier in this spiritual warfare that we're in. The, the point is, is that some, some of you brothers don't, don't realize that you are soldiers. Right? right. A lot of y'all don't see that you all are war. Some of y'all come in Israel and you all got that Christian state of mind. Mm-hmm. And y'all don't see war. If somebody, you got to, everything you got to look at, if somebody come to you and say something to you, you got to ask yourself, why this person say this to me? You know what I mean? You got, is Satan using this person to try to mess with my head? Is this person trying to mess with my faith? Or, you know, so you all got to understand, we are war, you all are war, man, you all are soldiers. You understand? You brothers, remember that, you all are soldiers, man. Philippians 2.25. The book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 25. Yet I suppose it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, Epaphroditus, yeah. Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor, and fellow soldier. And what? And fellow soldier. So what was Paul calling himself? A soldier. He said, "My fellow soldier." So Paul understood he was a soldier as well. Go ahead. But your messenger and he that is ministered to my wants. So. He said, my brother Epaphroditus, my fellow soldier. He called Timothy a soldier. Get Philemon on verse 2. That's somewhere. Philemon's a very small book. Right before Hebrews. The book of Philemon, verse 2. 
and to our beloved a fire and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. So Archippus, our fellow soldier. So Paul was referring to the brothers as fellow soldiers. Fellow soldiers. This is war. And in war you will have casualties. Casualties. That's what war is about. Life, death, victory, battle. So if that's not where your mind is, you're in the wrong place. You cannot walk with the giants with a, with a, with a tiny heart. Little heart. No. You got to be a giant to walk with the giants. Can't be all soft and emotional. My, my friend, Billy. No. This only reason why we have friends because of this Bible. I don't know anyone in this room without this Bible. I don't know any of y'all without this Bible yet. You go against this, I don't know. I'm gonna be. I'm forget your face. You became casualty of war. You were casualties of war. <laughs> and oftentimes, many of you in this troop, you have what is called collateral damage. Your, your wife leave you. Your husband leave you. Your parents hate you. Your brother, your sister hates you. You lose all your friends. Your family says you're crazy, you're in a cult. That's collateral damage. Because you're in war now. Don't come here thinking it's about a cookout, it's all good. It's not what this is about. And these things have arisen in IUIC. The Lord says, yeah, these guys are too comfortable. Yep. They're partying too much now. <laughs> too, many rap, too many songs they're singing and dancing too much. I got to show them what they're in. Let them, let, them, let them know what they're in. Roach a little bit. And see who can withstand the fire. And see who hops out of the pan. Out of the place, out of the pan, out of the fire, into the, please, 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 please. the fire. out of the pan, into the, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to get, get old. <laughs> Y'all stop terms now. <laughs> out of the frying pan, into the fire. That's the term. That's what's happening right now. That's what's happening. So, you must learn to endure. Endure hardness, endure loss. Endure loss. Endure betrayal. That's the worst thing you can ever experience in this truth is betrayal. The worst thing ever. To walk as a giant, you have to expect the unexpected. You ask yourself, why, why him? I know him for so long. The next time I told me, he said, bro, if it wasn't going to be him, it would be somebody else. I was like, damn. You're right. If not him, somebody else. If not them, somebody else. If not them, then others. <coughs> Prepare your mind for that. Brother next to you will turn, will stab you in your back. So good look at the brother next to you, sister next to you. Good good look at them. It'll be the same one. Stab. Same one. Be mindful. Be watchful. Genesis 14, 11. Let's get into it now. We'll go back to the spiritual at the end of it. Later on in the other parts that I have prepared. Well, I'm preparing rather. I ain't finished, I ain't finished this class yet. And this is 14, and we're going to start verse 11. The book of Genesis, chapter 14, verse 11. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their bills, and went their way. This is the battle of, of the five kings. Okay, and, and, and um, read on, read on. Verse 1. And they took Lot, Abram's brother. So during this war with these heathen, these heathen kings, they, they, um, in, the midst that, in the midst of that war, that battle, they took Lot captive. Go ahead, because he was in the area. Go ahead. Abram's brother's son. Abram's nephew. Go ahead. 
who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. His goods and his stuff and his wife, his family, all of that. Took him, go ahead. And there came one that had escaped and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mami, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol, and brother of Adar. And these were confederate with Abram. And yeah. when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his, his trained servants. What did Abraham do? He armed his trained servants. Abraham had trained servants. He armed them. Abraham was a fighter. And he had armed servants in his home. Go ahead. Born in his own house. 318. He had 318 armed servants born in his house. Abraham was no joke. Go ahead. And pursue them unto Dan. And pursue them, those heathen kings that was at war, unto Dan. Where Dan resided in Moses' time, he pursued them to that area. That's why it says Dan here. Because Dan didn't exist during this time. But the area he went to was where Dan eventually resided when we got into the land. You understand? Moses is giving us a description of what a place or what a place or where this event took place. Go ahead. And he divided himself against them. And he divided himself against them. These heathen kings. Heathen kings have armies. Go ahead. He and his servants by night. And smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. Syria. Go ahead. And he brought back all goods, all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods, and the women also, and the people. So... <laughs> Abraham went to war and came back victorious with 318 men. All right? So Abraham was no joke. Now, let's get War of the Jews by Monroe Rosenthal, page 27. It goes into the historical account of what Abraham did. Wars of the Jews by Monroe Rosenthal. There's a book here. This is the book right here, all right? Come right there, Wars of the Jews by Monroe, Rosenthal, and Isaac Moses, Moses, whatever. Moses. Page 27. We're going to start at the top and end at millennia. What does it say? Go up? What does it say? It says what on the top of that? Chapter. Chapter 2, from Abraham to the conquest of Canaan. Yeah. Jewish armed struggle and geopo geopolitical intrigue begin with the very first Hebrew, the patriarch Abraham. Abraham. Although archaeology has not quite put all the pieces together, the War of the Kings in Genesis 14 appears to have been a major regional conflict involving the allied forces of Shinar, Elisar, Elam and Gomen, who were expanding their Sumerian or pre-Babylonian empire in the time of Hammurabi, 1945 to 1902 BC. E. Rebelling against northern domination were the city-states of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zobim, and Zoar. Five cities, go ahead. Which so, the Lord destroyed eventually for the homosexuality going on out of the two. Go ahead. The father of monotheism did not rush to defend the sodomite lifestyle, but Abraham was, was drawn into the com conflict by his strong blood ties. His nephew Lot has since left for the urban pleasures of Sodom and was subsequently taken captive 
when Solomon was sacked by the four northern kings. Go ahead. The four kings. Go ahead. Abraham. Abraham quickly mobilized 318 trained men born in his, home, his house to successfully retrieve the booty of Solomon, his nephew included. Biblical narrative concentrates on moral and theological events. So the reader must garner the reader must garner military details from between the lines. Apparently, Abraham struck quickly with make, a hold on, make it bigger, make it bigger. The words. Just blow it up, just zoom on that and move it over. And then go like that. More if you can, more. Stay back and read along. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. Biblical narrative concentrates on moral and theological events. So the reader must garner, garner military details from between the lines. So a, a person reader must read between the lines regarding military tactics, so how he did this, okay? Apparently, Abraham struck quickly with a small but trained force of highly motivated men. In only three, only three terse words, verse 15 informs us that Abraham divided up his forces and that he struck by night. These two details were significant enough to warrant inclusion. Abraham must make thus have founded night commando warfare, along with the longest running spiritual show on the human stage. He founded night commando warfare. Night commando night warfare. Go ahead. Military historians have no earlier record of actions this bold. A nighttime antitype rescue operation carried out by several units of under 100 men against a heavily armed camp of several thousand warriors. The first Hebrew here sets precedents that are to be repeated in subsequent millennia. So Abraham did was done later on in history. Abraham conquered four kings with thousands of men with, a, with dividing 318 men amongst themselves. And took, took care of that at nighttime. Abraham and his men were no joke to perform this action. All right? So now, let's get Genesis 28, verse 1. Yeah, I didn't have no night goggles neither, man. No, no night vision goggles either. No night vision, none of that. <laughs> Genesis 28, verse like 1 this. to 5. The book of Genesis, chapter 28, verse 1. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt take a wife of thou the shalt not take. Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Sorry. Arise, go to Padanaram to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. And give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy seed with thee. That thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. Go ahead. So this is the um, Isaac blessing Jacob. Go ahead. Telling him not just to stay and marry his own race. Isaac is telling his son, marry your own woman. Do not marry other nations. Go ahead. Her father. That would be racist today. Be racist. Go ahead. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padanaram unto Laban, son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah. Jacob and Esau's brother, mother. Okay, now on. I want. So the Lord sent. So Isaac sent Jacob to go to um, his uncle's house to get his wife. Now I want chapter twenty-nine, verse one. So Isaac sent Jacob to go get his wife. All right, go ahead. 
The book of Genesis, chapter 29, verse 1. Then Jacob went on his journey and came into the land of the people of the east. And he looked, and behold, a well in the field. And lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks, and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. And a great stone was upon the well's mouth. A huge stone was upon the well's mouth. Go ahead. And thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth, and watered the sheep, and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in its place. And they rolled the stone. They mean it took more than one person to do it. They rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep, and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in its place. So it took a group of men to do this. Go ahead. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be ye? And they said, Of Haran are we. And he said unto them, Know ye Laban, the son of Naor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel his daughter cometh with the sheep. And he said, Lo, it is yet high day. Neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep and go and feed them. And they said, We cannot until all the flocks be gathered together. Until they rolled the stone from the well's mouth, then we watered the sheep. Right, they got people got to come and move, move the stone for us. But I guess great stone. Go ahead. Verse 9. And while he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, and she kept them. For she kept them. Go ahead. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother. That Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth. By himself. He didn't need no help. Jacob was a strong man. Strong brother. My forefather was a different level back then. Different level. Go ahead. And watered the flock of the bond. And watered the flock. He didn't need no one to do it. It says they, earlier, they would do it. They said, I got it. He saw his wife. Oh, she's bad. Do it. <laughs> he was stoned by himself. He was showing off. Jacob was showing off. <laughs> showing off. All right. Let's get Jewish Encyclopedia, page 270. Jewish Encyclopedia, page 270. Now, some may ask, well, if he was so strong, why was he afraid of Esau during a certain time of history? Because remember, Jacob had his wives, his wives and children with him present. If he went to war with his brother, he would have lost his family. So he was scared. He was nervous. That's the only reason why he was shook like that. If his family was there. But his sons and wives are there. But Jacob was a strong man. Alright? He was tough. He was no, no punk. Um, we're going to start from notable mighty men. Start at Jacob. Esau's brother. Right there, Jacob Esau's brother. Blow up some more if you can. Just blow up the left side. I need the right. Well, that's as big as it gets. All right, that's fine. I got it there. Read that. Jacob Esau's brother. We're going to stop at um, breaking of day. Jacob Esau's brother, although a quiet man dwelling in tents, is represented as having possessed great strength. For when he saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, Come to water her flock, he rolled away a great stone that was upon the well's mouth. In Genesis 29 and 10. So I let you know, he was a strong man. We don't watch this. 
It was he who also wrestled with a man until the breaking of the day. So, who was that man? <laughs> who was that man he wrestled with the day? Let's get Genesis 32 and 22. This takes place after this, a little after this. Genesis 32, verse 22. The book of Genesis, chapter 32, verse 22. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the ford to Bach. Yeah. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. Because this is the time he was he was trying to put them away because Esau, he thought Esau was a come fighter. He was trying to take measures to keep them safe. Go ahead. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. The breaking of the day. Go ahead. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. So he fought this man from night until the sun started coming up. Breaking of the day, the sun starts coming up. Read again from the top. And Jacob what? And when he saw that he prevailed not against him. No. 24 again. And Jacob was left alone. He, he sent his family ahead of him. Go ahead. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Go ahead. Wrestled a man. Keep that in mind. Wrestled a man with him. Go ahead. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him. He couldn't. On God. He touched the hollow of his thigh. So the angel saw he could not. This man saw that he could not get Jacob off of him. They're wrestling now. What did the angel, what does this man do? And the, and he, when, when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. This man Touched the hollow of his thigh. Go ahead. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. And dislocated by touching it. Go ahead. As he wrestled with it. As they were wrestling. Go ahead. And he said, let me go for the day breaking. Yo, the sun coming up, man. Let me go. That's enough. Go ahead. And he said, I would not let me go. No. Jacob said no. So while his legs out of is, is dislocated, <laughs> he's still fighting him anyway. Go ahead. Except thou bless me. Because Jacob knew who this man was. Except you bless me, I will not stop. Go ahead. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Go ahead. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob. Go ahead. But Israel. For as a prince has thou power with God. Prince of the power of God. That's what, that's what Israel means. Go ahead. And with men and has prevailed. And you've won. Go ahead. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell on. me. So I'm going to see that's all I want. Yeah, read on, read on. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee. Thy name. He said, what's your name? You know my name. What's your name? Go ahead. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? What you want to know that for? That's not important. Go ahead. And he blessed and he blessed them there. Go ahead. And Jacob called the name of the place Penuel. For I have seen God face to face. Damn. And my so life. he knew what he was fighting. He knew who he was fighting. I have seen God face to face. Go ahead. And and my life is preserved. And I survived. Well, praises I fought and survived. Go ahead. And as he passed over Penuel, the sun rose upon him. Go ahead. And he halted upon his thigh. He started feeling pain now. That pain started setting in. Because it was out of place. Go ahead. But he didn't feel it. He was fighting. He didn't feel it. Till after. And he stopped. Like, damn, what's wrong? Leg out of joint. Was it? That angel touched it. Go ahead. Therefore, the children of Israel eat not of the sinew with strength, which is upon the hollow of the thigh until this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and the sinew that shrank. Right. So now, let's get Hosea 12 and 3. The book of Hosea, chapter 12, verse 3. Let's see what this man, who this man was, what this man was. 
He took his brother by the hill in the womb. And by his strength, he had power with God. By his strength, he had power with God. Go ahead. Yea, he had power over the angel. Over what? Yea, he had power over the angel and prevailed. He won. Go ahead. He wept and made supplication unto him. He found them in Bethlehem, and there he spake with us. So that's how we know he wrestled with an angel. And he won. He won. Even with his leg out of joint, he won that fight. Jacob was a strong and mighty man. subscribe to our YouTube channels. Stay up to date with our latest events, music, and classroom lessons. IUIC plans to continue visiting different countries where this gospel has not been preached before. IUIC needs your help in pushing this truth. So join us, subscribe to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and podcast, and stay up to date with us. For more information, please visit www.israelunite.org. I'm finna ride, I'm finna black cause they told me a lie yeah. Said I was black just to ruin my life uh. Feeding me dope just to ruin the mind yeah. They gave me two nations confusing the mind Aye. They gave me the ghetto and giving me time yeah. Locked behind bars, I'm in prison for living Cause living. up in these trenches is robbing and killing Said I'm a nigga, but who was they kidding? Yeah. Learned I'm a king, now it's fringes and ribbons yeah. Red was war coming soon to the gates For raping and killing off all the saints yeah. I'm in the pain, no it ain't pain They jealous cause my guard got the black face yeah. They mocking and acting like they really safe Aye. Ain't no repentance for that red ape yeah. It's irons and chains for the other 
the snakes Always go hard, I never hit the brakes Stick to that law no matter what the stakes The kingdom is ours, I'm doing what it takes I'm from the tribe, I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from the tribe I'm from the tribe, I'm from the tribe I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from the tribe I'm from the tribe, I'm from the tribe I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from the tribe I'm from the tribe, I'm from the tribe I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from the tribe I'm from the tribe, confusing our minds We living in drama, the days of our lives I walk to the window and peek through the blinds Now what do you see? Come on, open your eyes I see that hatred, that envy and pride The remnant outside, he's teaching us lies He's forcing our hand to go commit the crimes Pulling the strings while I'm cutting the ties Y'all know the vibes, praise the most high Cling to the script cause the words make you wise Endure to the end, keep your faith and you're fine And if you look up, you'll see we on the rise My friends is held down by a border of blue Since I realized that we the elect I'm grabbing eagles by the vein on their neck I'm ripping eagles Eagle veins right off they neck The other heaters getting chains on they neck It's like cane on they neck This smackdown gonna be raw When I climb up the top row Jump up, drop my elbow right on they chest Yeah I'm from the tribe I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from the tribe I'm from the tribe I'm from the tribe I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from the tribe I'm from the tribe I'm from the tribe I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from the tribe I'm from the tribe I'm from the tribe I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from the tribe I barely ever get rest It's like I work to pay bills My people are Still slaves. We the camps of the prison cells. Children starving while being sad. So they feed them a heavy meal. Meanwhile, it's toxic. Like the air we breathe. Chemtrails, they feed us rice that's plastic. And they bring us AIDS like magic. Johnson, gang wars up in Compton. Murray sky skydiving, that's body dropping. I swear these nations is blind. They red sea, it's just nothing. Like shortest person in line. They fronting, we illuminated, we'll never the Besides blood running through our veins, it's crazy how we went from wearing chains to being in chains. Curse! I'm from the tribe. I'm from the. I'm from the. I'm from the tribe. I'm from the tribe. I'm from the tribe. I'm from the. I'm from the. I'm from the tribe. I'm from the tribe. I'm from the tribe. I'm from the. I'm from the. I'm from the tribe. I'm from the tribe. I'm from the tribe. I'm from the. I'm from the. I'm from the tribe. You are now listening to the Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to the Forefront Radio.